This episode of the Fresh Start Family Show is brought to you by our Quick Start Learning Bundle, how to build a compassionate, firm, and kind discipline toolkit that works with kids of all ages. Head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your Quick Start Bundle so you can get going today on building up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit in your home. Well, hey there, families. This discussion today is for the dudes. (laughs) This episode is designed to really bless the dads out there who may be a little bit resistant to positive parenting or the strategies that we talk about here at Fresh Start Family. So I have a feeling that if you're listening to this right now, that you are a mom. (laughs) And so the order of it is probably going to be that you listen to this mama And then you forward and ask your husband to listen to this episode. And I encourage you to go ahead and do that because this absolutely will support and encourage your husband. So this conversation with Jim Jackson, one of the founders of Connected Families, is between mostly Terry and him. And I was just there to kind of moderate and bring up questions about what I've heard from dads over the years after helping thousands and thousands of parents from all over the world, I've definitely had some consistent questions that came in from wives about their husband. And a lot of times their husbands, you know, just concerns about positive parenting specifically around, is this work permissive? Is this work actually going to teach my kids important life lessons with effectiveness? You know, there's just been consistent questions that I bring to the table here that I know every man, if this episode gets into their hands, their hearts are going to be settled and they're just really going to be able to understand the root of what we teach her at Fresh Start Family and why it aligns specifically so well with scripture. If you happen to be a family of Christian faith who loves Jesus and really wants to raise your children in a way that honors your faith and scripture and the Lord. So without further ado, you guys enjoy this episode. Thank you moms for listening. Even if you listen to this episode, and, you know, choose not to forward it to your husband. I know you will be encouraged because I think it'll just help you understand what might be going on in their minds and their hearts a little bit. And then if you do forward this on to your husband and ask them to listen to it, thank you so much for caring so much about your husband. Thank you for caring so much about your children and your family. We see you, we admire you, and we are always, always here to support and encourage you. Well, hey there, I'm Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show. We're so happy you're here. We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll, and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness. Together, we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show. Well, hey there, families. Welcome to a new episode of the Fresh Start Family Show. We are so excited to be sitting here today with Jim Jackson. Welcome, Jim. Hey, it's good to be with you. What's up, Jim? Hey, we're hanging. We're getting cold here in Minnesota, but we're going to be okay. Yes. You know, there was a little chill in the air today in San Diego, and Terry and I were like, oh, I got a sweater on. Jim's probably oh. like, that's so cute. The little- <laughs> what is, I was going to say, what does a chill mean to you? <laughs> the windshield, did you have to scrape the glass? Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> oh, you guys, you can tell already, this is going to be a fun episode. And this one is specifically for the guys. So we've got Jim and Terry here today. I am going to be just here to support them as they discuss navigating doubts and triggers for dads. And so this is something that I hear from so many of my bonfire members and my foundation students and students when they just find Fresh Start Family and when they just start to learn about positive parenting and they say, I really would love to learn. And my husband has lots of concerns. And so over the years, so many concerns have come my way. And so I've kind of compiled a few of them and I thought, there's no one better than Jim Jackson to address these concerns and just you know, hold space for all the incredible men and dads that are out there that have such huge hearts and care so much about their kids and their families and are just navigating this whole world of positive parenting and compassionate discipline. And what does that mean? So today, like I said, Jim and Terry are going to talk about navigating doubts and triggers as a dad. And Jim, 
you know, can you kick us off by just telling us if dads are just getting to know your work? You and your wife, Lynn, have been on our podcast before. You are incredible. We really respect the work that you're doing over at Connected Families. The listeners, you know, learned a little bit about you in the intro. But tell the dads real quick as a little review, why are you so passionate about teaching what you teach and the ministry you have at Connected Families? Lynn and I came from two different backgrounds, both working with other people's kids. She in a clinic as a pediatric occupational therapist and me as a detached youth worker with high-risk teenagers in an evangelistic sort of outreach organization. And both of us, as we were working with kids, began to see how the good intentions of parents, both genders, moms and dads, and the intensity that often was behind those good intentions was pushing away their kids relationally, and the parents didn't know it. And, you know, especially in my work with high-risk teens, I would have parents come in, and I ran parent groups, and we talked about how to have the kind of relationship with these high-risk teenagers that they need to support them through their challenges and difficulties. So those parents that would come, and it wasn't a majority of them, but the parents that would come, you know, they'd come in, and they'd want to fix things. They'd want to get it right. They'd want to get it done. And especially I would hear from dads, you know, I wasn't raised like this and I didn't need so many words. And, you know, my parents were tough on me and it worked. Look at me. I'm just fine. Right. (laughs) My first thought about that, I learned as I matured into ministry, not to say, oh, really, let's explore that for just a little bit. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Like, wait a minute here. I can feel the intensity already. But, you know, there was just this, like, if we could equip parents with a new lens, a new paradigm for what their primary job as a parent was that would help them have more of the kind of relationships with their kids that they wanted to. And so that was the passion, was to help these parents develop this new paradigm. And it was fueled by seeing result upon result upon result as parents changed their paradigm, according to this little framework that we came to teach, their relationships greatly improved. And they reported to us that we're more the parents we want to be. We have more of the kind of family that we want to have. Jesus is more real and palpable in our midst and God's grace and truth are actually something we feel like we experience in our home now that we never did before. So we hear that result and we say, let's do this. And it became a primary calling as Lynn moved away from her occupational therapy and me away from the high risk youth work. And we founded Connected Families in 2002. I love that story so much. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I know Wendy's here to keep us on track. So we're going to have some points to stick to. But I think the first thing, though, that I hear just in your story, because it's part of my story, too, is this idea of a paradigm shift. And that I think a lot of dads maybe aren't ready to do that themselves for many reasons. Or they think that maybe the mom can do the paradigm shift, but I don't like change. I kind of just want to fix it. And I can stay the same, but y'all have to change type of thing. So just being open and giving yourself kind of license to admit that, you know, we don't know it all yet. We're still figuring it out. Yep. And in the process of figuring it out, there's probably going to be something that I learned that I might not have already clung on to from like either the way that I was raised or the way I thought it was going to go. Yep, exactly. I had a dad that came to me for some help. He was struggling with his kids as they approached the brink of the teen years and all the things he had done, you know, to keep them in control. They were starting to push back now. Two teenage girls or preteen girls he had when he came to meet with me. I'll never forget this. He said so clearly, you know, I just don't get it. When I'm at work, I feel like I'm the best me and the people around me line up with the priorities that we established together as a team. I'm in charge and they know their place and I know mine and it works so well. And I come home and I feel like I lose the real me. Mm. Yeah. And I heard that and I, you know, that was one of these pregnant moments, right? Like with possibilities, what where could this go? I could either gain his respect or lose his respect in what I say next. But what I said, you know, just gently, even prayerfully was, well, so I wonder if the real you is what shows up at home. Right. True. Yeah. And you need to learn to, it's like, it's the real you at work, but it's not the whole you. It's the real you at home, but it's not the whole you. Let's see if we can't work to explore what are your good intentions? How do your youngsters perceive those good intentions? 
And is it the way you'd like them to perceive your good intentions? Because at the end of the day, great communication, if I'm a dad or if I'm a mom, doesn't matter. Great communication happens when what I want people to understand based on what I say and do is what they understand. It's not communicating so that you can be understood because that's about my perspective of the communication. It's about communicating so that you can't be misunderstood, which is about putting yourself in the shoes of the recipient of your messages, of your teaching. Yeah. Are they getting what you want them to get? Mm. And how do you know? And query that. How do you explore that? And for us as dads, you know, in the marketplace especially, and I don't want to generalize too much here because I know that some of the most potent white collar professionals I know are women. <laughs> but I will say this about the women I know who are great professionals. They don't get their identity from their jobs the way guys tend to. Right. And guys, we tend to judge our worth based on how we do at work. And if we're effective there, then we think we can be effective anywhere. And it just doesn't hold true in our homes, I don't think. I want to keep going on how deep that is, but there's something too funny not to point out. <laughs> if anybody's seen like the old Saturday Night Live skit with Will Ferrell where he's around the dinner table and he comes home from work and it's like the awkward family moments and he's just sitting there cutting and his family's challenging him and he just explodes. He goes, I drive a Dodge Stratus. People, people are scared at me. I am a division manager. And he's got this completely disconnected family. And it's just so like, my mind went straight to that. because yeah. It was just like, oh my gosh, how many guys are feeling that where they're just like, yeah. gosh, I am somebody out in the world. Or maybe it's like, I've worked so hard for this level of respect or what have you, or I'm making progress. And then at home, why is everything so chaotic or why am I little one look at me like I'm not respected or all these things. And it just, I think it throws guys into a tailspin sometimes. For sure it does. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, you guys, I want to throw out some questions that I hear a lot. And so Let's as you guys are talking, I want you to kind of address some of these things so you can, because there's two, there's really, we talked about it as we started to record this episode. There's two listeners right now, right? There's the moms listening that are going to be like, oh, I got to forward this to my hubs. He's going to get right. so encouraged by this and support it. And then secondary, there's going to be the dads who are here and present and listening and learning. And so I wanted to bring to the table just concerns that I've heard from the dads. And these are the questions that I get that are usually relayed to me through the moms. But the dads doubt, will this gentle, compassionate and connected stuff really work? Number two, are we on totally different pages as a couple? So much tension between my wife and I that is this basically going to destroy our marriage? Is there any hope here? Because we see things very differently. Will I appear weak to my kids if I'm compassionate, patient, and gentle? And some other ones regarding some triggers that dads often feel is misbehaviors seem to need a heavy hand to be dealt with properly. Another one, no one will respect me if I don't step in with the hammer and be the one that fixes everything. Or like you had mentioned earlier, Jim, I was not raised this way. This is idiotic. This is ridiculous. This is dumb. I won't have it. I'm freaking done. So those are just kind of some of the actual words that I've gotten from people in the past. So if you guys could talk for a second about this idea of like, will this actually work? So this is a question that I think so of course, this is gender, whether you're a mom or a dad, but specifically when it comes to like, let's say discipline, just to kick this episode off strong with the guys, where it's like, I think in my eyes, dads just care so much about their kids and who their kids are becoming. And, you know, they want them to be good, kind humans who honor women and honor God and are just good people. And so they really want the best for their children. So they wonder, is this type of gentle, connected parenting work really going to work? You want to yes. take it? Or you want me? Yes, you want to take it. <laughs> well, I just answered the question. Yes. It was an emphatic right. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah. Okay. So for the guys now, who the don't question? want a lot of words, for the guys, the listeners who do not want a lot of words, Jim's right. answer is yes. <laughs> Terry's answer is yes. Right. So... Next question, please. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. I you guys. Uh, I couldn't help that, though, because I think what Terry says is right where I was headed with this. It's like, we dads, and I'm still one of them. I hear Lynn sometimes coaching, and I'm thinking, Lynn, we don't need to get underneath all of these issues with the kids with that much stuff. 
We just need the kids to be crisp and clear about what we want and what we expect and are the expectations clear. And then can we do that in a way that it's gentle? Because I can communicate expectations perfectly clear, but if I do it with a domineering sort of a tone and I get compliance, that doesn't mean that I taught my kid to value the principle that I'm after. It just means that I taught my child to do what they're supposed to when I'm around or I'll get big and furious about it. And if that's my MO, then what I teach them over time for life is to submit to dominant people. Right. It's not what I want to do as a dad. So that was kind of one of my first wake up calls as a young dad was like, okay, I don't want my kids to be dependent on dominant people in order to do what they're supposed to do. I want them to learn to do what's right out of their hearts, out of the abundance of our hearts, our mouths speak. So the question for me early on, and it really centers around this idea of respect is, are my kids truly respecting me? Or are they just respecting that I mean what I say when I'm with them? It's interesting because I'm a part of a number of different parent forums and I get invited into the immigrant community now. First generation immigrant communities are really struggling because most immigrant communities, just like American culture in the past, come from this place of dad ought to be respected because he's the dad. Right. And they're struggling with childhood rebellion of all sorts because dad just expects to be respected without earning respect. And in today's culture, today's landscape, we need to earn our kids respect. And the way that I think we best earn our kids respect is when we learn to communicate, because you're right, Wendy, absolutely right. We dads want what's best for our kids. We want them to walk in godliness. We want them to honor each other. We want them to be responsible and use their gifts to make a difference in the world for the purposes of the gospel. I rarely talk to a dad who doesn't want that. So the intentions are good, but it's not good enough to have good intentions and then just get strong about those intentions. We've got to be thoughtful about how those good intentions are landing on our kids when we try to help them embrace the value system we know is needed for them to go in the way that they should go. Let's chat for a hot sec, openly and honestly, about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now. If you're anything like most parents, you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited. Timeouts, spankings, threatening of spankings, taking iPads away, three, two, one countdowns, groundings, taking away toys, e-bikes, iPhones, any or all of those kind of tactics that create a total relationship strain and don't even work long-term to end your child's misbehavior for good. Meaning, you might spank your child or send them to timeout today for being air quotes mean to their sister or disrespecting you, but then three days from now, they're repeating the same misbehavior, which causes you to flip your lid because you know they know better. I want to help you learn a new way so you could end the vicious cycle that's keeping you stuck as a parent and causing you to feel super frustrated that nothing is working to get your strong-willed, stubborn child to behave better. My team and I have recently completely refreshed our Compassionate Discipline Quick Start Learning Bundle to help you learn a new way to teach your kids important life lessons, a new way to help your children learn from their mistakes and take responsibility for their actions. You can just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, and I'll personally send you a message with a link to download this free bundle. I'm going to help you shift out of a punishment mindset and into a compassionate discipline one where you fully trust that connection-based, firm and kind discipline tools are all you need to be a strong leader in your home who holds your kids responsible when they misbehave, but does it in a way where they are learning the vital life skills they are missing when they mess up. So again, just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free bundle now. I am so excited for you to shift out of feeling guilty and shameful when you lay your head on your pillow at night and shift into feeling confident and proud of the way you handled yourself as a parent, even when you were wildly triggered and upset about the mistake your child made. Okay, I'm excited for you to dive into this free resource. I'll see you in my DMs and inside the free discipline bundle. Yes. Oh my gosh. So good. Yeah. So I think, you know, in this question of will it work, I know we answered it in the short version, yeah. but 
I think this is the first paradigm shift that potentially needs to happen with a dad is you might have to redefine what that word means work because work often means in many dads, it's compliance, it's instant gratification. It is that respect. Like I say it happens. Obeying yeah. like instant Wait, obedience. I say it happens. So I would say let's zoom out a little bit for visual dads that are out there. Let's think about the bigger picture. Let's think about the long-term work with your child. Would work look like you want to stay connected with them, that you want them to learn how to control themselves versus you having to control them all the time? Because that will get exhausting over years and years and years and years. Will you want to be a safe place for them to come and confide in, especially in those years that I think a lot of dads fear, you know, once they get a little bit of independence, it's like the strongest dads that think that they've got the most respect can still fear those teenage years so much. So it's like, once you start to zoom out a little bit, it's like work starts to look a little different to me. And if I want to just put it in like an analogy, it's like, hey, if somebody asked me to, in a weekend, build like a shed that works, I could do it. I could just look around and find all the things I had and just start hammering away and knock it out. And it might work for a little bit, but you know that the right way to do it actually is going to be a lot more work is you're going to make a plan. You're going to make a list. You're going to talk to whoever's going to help you with it because you want that thing to work for the long term. You don't just want it to work for now. And so I would just say in very simple terms, just try to suspend your definition around the word work for now while you're learning this because none of this is going to be quick. We didn't sign up to be a dad so that we could knock out this two week of parenting and then the kid's good from here on out and you just kind of go on cruise control. It's a lifelong journey. What else do you want from me? (laughs) (laughs) Right. And like it or not, you're going to participate in so much of this journey and so much of it is going to be vulnerable and a work in progress and sometimes messy. So you might as well zoom out and look at the long-term goals instead of such the short-term goals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, love that frame about what do you mean does it work? Yeah. Does it work for the short term or is it working for the long term? And if what you're shooting for for the long term is the long term, then what are you shooting for in the long term? And how is what you're doing today helping you get there? Yeah. I think you also, once you start to do that, you know, again, I know audience could be the mom talking to the husband about this, or this could be the husband listening, but it's like, you'll start to become much more open to whatever is being brought to you as soon as you start to look at the long-term and the long-term goals. And I think dads soften up a lot more too when they start to, you know, picture this little, you know, if you've got little ones, you start to picture them as teenagers and young adults and all these things because you start to say, wow, I really do have an opportunity here to plant seeds that will last over time instead of just dropping the hammer or putting a cap on every problem I see and then just hope that some magical relationship and some magical human being that I'm connected to comes out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it's so important to point out it is scary, right? It is there is like, what if, what if? I feel like when I first started learning this work, I had those thoughts all the time. But when you look at your history, Jim, how many children and teens and parents you've worked with that you can say and you can give these success stories, right? The same thing's going on in our membership group right now where we celebrate success stories every Monday where literally this long-term stuff that we're talking about is not just like some, oh, it's pretty cool. No, these families are literally breaking painful generational cycles and opening up this whole new world of being able to be fully in line with Jesus every day of their walk through compassion and gentleness and connection and holding strong to firm, kind boundaries and making amends and repairing relationships and having patience and all these things like these are actually happening in homes across the world. And Jim, you are facilitating it. You and Lynn, 
you're helping facilitate God's work, really, you know, here at Fresh Start Family with connected families. And then also, Jim, you've seen the other side of it, right? Like, well, what does it look like when you don't lean in to like connection, basically, is what we're kind of like the bottom line here, right? And you've seen the other side of that, right? Like, what does it look like in teens that go the other way, right? So I think it's healthy and it's normal to worry and to be scared or to feel scared. And once you open your heart and do what you guys are talking about, as far as looking at the long term and redefining what works, you start to be able to trust people more openly, trust people like you, trust people like what we teach here at Fresh Start Family. And then you get to learn, right? Yep. Well, and even as you're talking, Wendy, I want to hone in, not to belabor it, but this idea of does it work? If having it work means I have to get the outcome that I want, then we need to acknowledge that that's an outcome we have no control over. Yeah. The only outcome I have control over is really in answer to the question, am I being the parent I want to be? And you can be the parent you want to be. And your kids, talk to God about this, and his kids could go astray. Right. (laughs) The issue isn't, do I behave in a certain way and act in a certain way so that I will get the kids I want? Do I behave in a certain way and act in a certain way because it's growing out of the heart that God's giving me of humility, of grace, of truth, of authority? Um, And we've written pieces, you know, in our blog posts about what is true authority. Jesus carried true authority, and yet the Bible tells us he was meek. Well, what's meekness? How can you be meek and authoritative all at once? Right. Because you know who you are. Look at John chapter 17. Jesus knew who he was. He knew where he was going. Because of that, he could get down on the floor and humbly, even humiliatingly, wash his disciples' feet. Yes. John 17. Oh, Um, so good. yeah, Yeah. So does it work isn't about do I get the outcome I'm looking for? Does it work? means am I submitting myself to the lordship of Jesus as it relates to parenting in a way that I can have my head hit the pillow at the end of the day and go, look, thank you for your grace for my efforts today, Lord. I trust the outcomes to you. I trust you to work in my kids' hearts as they grow. But thank you for giving me the grace and the truth for today for my kids and be satisfied with that. Then your parenting is working. Such a great clarification. Thank you, Jim. Okay, let's move on just to talk about when it feels like you're so disconnected with your spouse. So the guys that are listening and they're like, all right, it's like, I want to be open to this and I want to learn. But man, there's a lot of times when we're just off, like she's doing it this way, you know, and I'm just like, oh, I don't know. Like we are just on different pages. Like what would you recommend as far as like the first step to get out of that mindset of like, we're just disconnected this is not going to work. We're never going to be on the same page. Yeah. The first thing I think of as you're asking that question is this idea about consistency, because we've been taught a lot that we should be consistent as parents and we should do, say the same things and do the same things and treat our kids when they misbehave in similar ways. It should be consistent. And as a young dad, yeah, I don't know how well you know Lynn and I, but Lynn and I are very, very, very different. If you want to see how different we are, just watch us try to put together a parenting PowerPoint for next weekend's presentation. (laughs) Yes, we are too. Dean, what are you asking? I don't even get where you're coming from. Like still to this day after 20 plus years of doing stuff together, that's how different we are. And so this idea that we were supposed to be consistent as parents that we heard when we were parents of younger kids was like, okay, we got to try, we got to do this. And then we'd literally end almost every day going, we blew it. We blew it again because we don't know how to do it the same. Lynn, you know, one day I would be full of this kind of energy and I would come to kids' misbehavior with a light heart and a quick laugh. And it's like, come on, kids, you know, and just redirect them fast and it'd be over. And the next day I'd be like, what are you doing? We talked about this yesterday and, you know, I was more stressed at work today, whatever. It's like, come on. And, you know, Lynn was, you know, more steady in her approach to the things. But then, you know, our emotions, we realized that so much of consistency was laid on the idea of methodology for parenting. Like we have to do it the same. Well, guess what? I think we're built to do it different for a reason. Kids need the whole package of what their parents can bring to them. And for married couples, you know, you've got these differences to navigate in order to bring a whole 
and sound package to them. In some ways, and we say this all the time, single parents and they and single parents tell us this. It's like, you know what? Now that my ex is kind of out of the picture, it's so much easier to parent. But I still need this, that, and the other thing to come in and help. And then they know how to ask for help. Like, yeah, uh, I need help giving rides or I need help with this particular absent child, you know, parents or neighbors or members of my small group. Can you come and help take care of my kids? <laughs> like much higher willingness to ask for help to meet those incomplete areas in my parenting. Bit of a long-winded answer here, but the core of it is that what we discovered is that getting on the same page is not about doing the same methods. It's about honoring the same Bible-driven principles for parenting relative to what we're trying to do as parents in our relationship with our kids. And that's where this little framework that we came up with, I mean, it really grew out of Lynn and my trying to figure out how can we see similarly what we do so differently? And then be able to honor one another in those differences or ask questions if it's not going well based on the principles, not on the methods. Does that make sense? Well, hey there, families. I have a question for you. Are you a family of Christian faith who loves Jesus and wants to make sure that your discipline is in line with scripture? If yes, I have a course that I want to tell you about that is being offered by my dear friends, Jim and Lynn Jackson over at Connected Families. But first, I want to say this. Here at Fresh Start Family, we are really passionate about making sure that our programs and our work supports families of all faiths, all different kinds of families of all different religions or no religion are always welcome at the Fresh Start Family table. And because I'm a mama who loves Jesus and we are a family of Christian faith, we love to kind of go the extra mile to provide resources and courses and support for the families who are of Christian faith and want to make sure that their parenting is in line with their faith and scripture. So that's why I love to promote courses like this because I really truly love what Jim and Lynn Jackson do through their Connected Families ministry and this discipline that connects course that starts in early October is a wonderful way for families to learn more about how positive parenting and compassionate discipline fully aligns with their Christian faith. So here at Fresh Start Family, we have a few different programs. Our foundations course is our full four module online course that offers kind of the A to Z of positive parenting curriculum. Again, it's for families of all different faiths and it is really what we recommend as the starting place to be able to create a family foundation of your dreams that is strong and compassionate and connected. We also have a course called Jesus Guided Parenting, which is a beautiful supplement to the foundations course. And then we love to come in and support courses like this who are offering even more support, especially on the discipline front for, again, families of Christian faith who really want to make sure that what they're doing is in line with scripture. So you can find out more information about the Connected Families Discipline That Connects course over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash connected families. The Connected Families team is offering our listeners a 15% discount when you purchase through our link and you use the code FRESHSTART. So again, go over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash connected families Click the registration link there and use the code Fresh Start. Their next course starts in early October of 2020 and is going to be an eight-week wonderful program. As a bonus for any of you who would like to register, we are offering our Jesus Guided Parenting course for free. Again, this is a supplemental course. It's not the same as the Foundations course, so it's not as comprehensive, but again, it fully teaches you how our foundations course and positive parenting fully aligns with scripture and Jesus's commandments for our life. So it's a wonderful kind of gift with purchase that we're offering. We also would like to offer you four weeks of a private group that will help you implement what you learn in this discipline that connects course. So we're kind of going to be just giving you an extra support system for coaching calls that you'll be able to be a part of. You just have to send us a little note letting us know that you've purchased the discipline that connects 
course through our link, and then we will go ahead and send you the Jesus Guided Parenting course for free and also an invite to take part in that private group where we're going to give you some additional support. So go check it out, families, freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash connected families. That course starts in October, early October. So the time is now to go check it out and just let us know if you have any questions and I hope to see you there. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. I think my comments are, they'll mirror it a lot, but it is going back to this. I think if you connect with your spouse on what those long-term or those big view kind of goals are, I think you're going to start to find that you're not that different. I think it is usually in the tactical methods that maybe someone's trying or someone's trying out something new and the other person just becomes a spectator. And if the dad doesn't see it work the way that he wants it to, it's kind of like, oh, that new thing that you're working, I'm going to discredit it. But I think also what we want to encourage too, it's like, if you're just scratching the surface of positive parenting, or, you know, what we do here at Fresh Start Family, or you haven't yet fully dove into the foundations course or the bonfire community, I would say, don't judge it on one method, because there's so many. And that's part of the beauty of this whole thing, too, is it's like, most parents have been walking around with a somewhat empty toolkit for a long time. And here's a ton of different ways to connect with kids. So let's just say the win-win method didn't go great the first couple times and you're skeptical. Well, there could be something as simple as realizing that you're going to connect a lot better with your son when you're throwing the football to him instead of just talking over him while he sits on the couch. And looks you in the eye. And looks you in the eye. Because he has to. (laughs) So, you know, and those are both coming from this same family of things that we're just trying to share the good news on. So I wouldn't get so caught up in the one thing or the first thing that you're seeing if it doesn't go the way that you think, or it's, hey, that's not the way I was talked to, or this somehow triggers something to me, because there's so many more, and there's mm-hmm. definitely one for you. And I think my last point is, is and it goes back to this, I think if you have time also to look at that big picture view with your wife, your spouse, and then also, what are the things that you hold true about yourself that you want to be both out in the world and at home and just say, that's all I have to be. You know, if we're trying out something new and I've done, let's say my I am statement about I am caring and I'm creative and I'm Christ-like and I can even put in there, I'm strong. Okay. So as long as I'm staying true to myself, everything else could be a mess. The new method could not work. You and your wife could be like, ah, you know, but as long as you're doing that, And you can, like you said, when your head hits the pillow that night, I think, you know, you're already winning. You're one step closer to this thing working. So it's like, start there, look at the big view. And if the first method isn't your cup of tea, there's definitely something else. And just you're more patient than you give yourself credit for. Well, and so talk to us about your framework Jim at Connected Families, because it is so good. And, you know, I love what you guys are talking about. It's so true. And I know there's got to be a lot of guys out there. Like, (laughs) I keep going back to this and I want, like, I'm absorbing and I hope the guys are absorbing this too so much. But it's like, I'm just being real with what I think really goes through heads, right? The questions is like, I love it. Big picture stuff. We want to raise the good humans. We want to have the relationship, all this stuff. And then also, like, you guys always tell me, like, just let's do some stuff that's going to work. <laughs> and like when like, it comes to... Did you hear what Wendy just said, Terry? You guys sure, for guys who don't like fluff, that was, you sure had used Man, a lot of words. Getting fluffy, huh? <laughs> that, was, that was a lot of words. But like, it's so true right though, everything you said, right? But your framework is an example yeah. of something that guys can take and remember and then yeah. apply. Like stack up the toolkit. And this framework is a way to stack up the toolkit. So when you go to build the shed, you're like, I don't have just four things. I don't have just the hammer and the saw and the chainsaw and the like jackknife. I have literally a hundred tools to choose from. And one of them is this 
for I see it as what is your framework? So uh, just a little background about the framework. You know, we were struggling this very struggle. How do we help parents understand what's really important, but in a way that's concise, that's memorable, that's immediately actionable so that they can take it with them and it makes a difference tomorrow. And I'd had a big, long, difficult conversation with a church staff person about his rebellious teenage son and no kid of mine is going to act that way. And he was angry and volatile and I asked him a ton of questions. And I was really frustrated that I couldn't state it more simply. Mm-hmm. And I came home to Lynn and I said, you know, you and I have this struggle. Like, how are we going to agree about the core important things as parents? Because we're always, you know, Lynn used too many words. Jim, you used too much emotion, you know, so on and so forth. We're always emphasizing our difference and then questioning it. Why did you do that? Why did you do that? Instead of, oh, we've got this thing we agree on. And how did you see what you were doing fitting this thing that we agree on? Because I'm not seeing it right now. Help me out. Or was it what you want to be or wasn't it? So let's make a framework. So we just wrote down all the questions and all of the different things and all of the different ways that we would like to be as parents and all of the different, you know, Terry, you started talking about these, you are creative, you are Christ-like, you are, you know, the you are messages. Like what are the primary you are messages? Like if we could just narrow it to three or four that we would want to figure out. And we came up with this framework. We distilled it from all of this couple of pages of notes and jottings and like, okay, let's put it into three categories. We couldn't do three. It had to be four. (laughs) (laughs) And it was broken into four principles with four accompanying messages. And it's a pyramid. It basically builds from the bottom up. And at the bottom is a strong foundation. That's this principle that Lynn and I both agree we want to do. We both build our foundations differently, but it's a foundation built on God's word, built on a sense of insight about who we are and why we do what we do. And it's ever growing. We're always putting bricks in the foundation of our lives. And when we're effectively building a strong foundation and we're aware of our own sin and we're learning to take captive to Christ's obedience, our thoughts, our actions, our deeds, confess our sin to one another, then we communicate a message to the people around us. And that's the first message. You are safe with me because I'm under God's grace and so are you. So we're under God's grace together, and that makes us safe together. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous come into it, and they're safe. So that was the first, you know, and if we as parents can spend most of our time, effort, and energy working that part of our lives and relationship with our kids, so much changes. In fact, we have parents come for coaching who want to learn all four of these principles in a customized way. And after the first session where we talk about building a strong foundation, they're like, we need to spend more time there because we're not even safe with each other. (laughs) So let's talk about that more in our next session. And they end up, you know, once they figure out this foundational piece and the ability to communicate, you are safe by the way we act with each other. They're like, you know what? The stuff that we came here for is not a problem anymore. Now, that doesn't happen all the time, but it happens. So that's principle number one. And it's the most important one. The second principle is connect. What I do to communicate to my kids a message, and these are messages of identity, you're safe, you're loved, no matter what, no matter how you act, you are loved unconditionally. We will frequently in a room of parents ask, you know, how many of you want to be sure your kids know they're loved unconditionally? And everybody raises their hand. How many of you believe right now that your kids know they're loved unconditionally? (laughs) So there's a disconnect between your good intention the thing you know that you want to do, you want to connect, and the message your kids are getting from you. So what do you want to do about that? To communicate to your kids this message, no matter how you're behaving right now, you are loved no matter what. We call these two bottom ideas, principles, and messages the nest of grace. Like, this is how we act as parents for free. Our kids don't do anything to get us to engage this way. It's because of God's great love for us, filling out through us into our kids, And these are messages of God's grace to us. So let's pass them on to our kids. Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I'd love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Inside of this quick, easy to finish program, I'll teach you four steps to really setting those strong roles, but then following through in a way where you're using connection and firm kindness. And what I'll teach you will actually cause your children to want to cooperate with you because they truly respect you 
and value the rule and the boundary and understand how it serves them, not just something that they have to do or else. And it's just an incredible feeling when you go to bed at night knowing that you followed through on the rules and the strong boundaries in your home without relying on hand-me-down parenting tactics like fear, force, threats, yelling, harsh punishments that really create usually fear in your household, right? We want our children to listen to us because they respect us and because they understand why being part of the team, cooperating well, respecting rules, all those things, why that feels good as a human being. We want to do those things um, in ways that cause our children to want to respect us, not just because they're scared of us or a consequence. And that's exactly what I'm going to teach you inside this program. So again, head on over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind to learn more. But in under an hour, this program will teach you some really effective strategies on how to create agreements with your kids instead of compliance statements, which is where a lot of parents go wrong and why their children don't end up respecting the rules or the agreements that they've made. And then I'm going to teach you how to use empathy. I'll teach you how to engage your kids' critical thinking skills when you tell them to do something and they say no. And then I'm also going to encourage you to understand how to empower your children. When children feel empowered, especially strong-willed kids, they will cooperate a whole heck of a lot easier. Okay? So I want you to go learn about this program and let me know if you have any questions, freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Sorry to Next pause, time. Jim. Sorry. Can I pause on that mid section real quick? I don't know if any guys relate to this, but sorry. I remember in the beginning of learning this stuff, I was so hung up on this like unconditional love piece because I was like, yeah, I love you, but you need to have good behavior. Like, it was so interesting to me how hard it was for me to accept. Like if my kid smacks his sister, talks disrespectfully to me, does something like I love them just as much. Yeah, but like it was very hard for me. So I don't know if there's any other guys out there that are kind of like, yeah, of course I love my kid, but I really love them when they're really kind and nice (laughs) and like behaving well. And that's not biblical, right? We hear this all the time, but then we ask the parents, so if your kids get your best expression of love when they're doing what you want them to do, is that love something you would call conditional or unconditional? Right, exactly. And that's not what we learn about God's love for us. It's so opposite. That's not the way it works. That's not the way we receive love from the Lord. Yeah, God demonstrated his love for us in that when we got our act together, he gave us our reward. No! (laughs) It is love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. Yes. The only real true way to communicate unconditional love is to make sure that the message of I love you lands powerfully and strongly on kids when they feel the least deserving of it. Beautiful. Okay. And it's hard to do that when our emotions are all wrapped up in the goal of right behavior. But when our emotions are wrapped up in the goal of a message of unconditional love. You're not going to get off the hook, by the way. There's messages of accountability right. coming. Yeah. There's still going to be accountability. But if we hold our kids accountable before we communicate the message of unconditional love, we're inclined to do one of two things. Either produce Pharisees who will do what we say in order to get our approval or who are tired of this program and they rebel. That's what we typically see under systems that are heavy-handed. You do it because I said so. So there's those who grow up and say, yep, I'm going to do it because I lose approval if I don't. And then there's those who say, heck with that. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm on TikTok. I'm seeing all my friends just kind of totally disrespect their parents. I'm going with them. And then they get caught into the rebellion of whatever that means. And there's research about this, that, that autocratic parenting is really even more and more producing the result of at the core people who are disenfranchised about who God is. And so there's a high God avoidance from children who come out of heavy-handed, autocratic, do it because I said so families. Thank you for clarifying, Jim. That is so helpful. Okay. And it does. It sounds soft. I know because parents say the same things to us all the time. Isn't this just weak? Isn't this just soft? Isn't this just namby-pamby? I'm like, well, it depends. (laughs) If that's all you do, then yes. But this is the foundation 
for building toward accountability. Nice. Kindness of God is what leads to repentance. Romans 2 verse 4 tells us this. And there's, you know, there's something powerful about that as it relates to parenting. So especially when our kids misbehave, let's bring grace to them. But let's keep moving toward accountability with these next two principles. One is to coach our kids, which is to really call out their capacity, call out their God-given purpose, call out their uniqueness, and even the gifts that they're using to misbehave. <laughs> but then position them and teach them to use those talents, those strengths in God-honoring, others-honoring ways. And when we do this, we communicate a message of identity to our kids that you are capable, in fact, you're called to do what God built you to do, and you're capable of using your talents, your strengths in order to do it. Again, now my vision is shifting. We're trying to switch this vision about behavior to about belief. And the belief is you're safe, you're loved, you're called and capable. And then when my kids continue to persist or they misbehave in that way, or they do something they ought not do, yes, it's incumbent on us as their parents to correct them. Not by punishing, putting some punitive, painful thing in place that's really punishment is nothing more than mice in a maze either getting shocked or getting cheese. Right. <laughs> it's like you can shape behavior by punishment by rewards and punishments, but those do nothing to reach kids' hearts. And so what we're trying to do is reach kids' hearts. And when people are in need of correction, the goal isn't for them to behave right. The goal is for them to get their hearts right and to restore, to repent, to reconcile. And so the message that we invite parents to think about along this principle of correct is, yes, correct your kids with the goal of communicating the message to them. You are responsible to make right what your actions, what your sin has made wrong. You know, ultimately, there's a spiritual underpinning there, like your sin, your actions that demonstrate your propensity to sin and the fact that you're born into sin demonstrate that you need to make something right with God. And you need to have that relationship be restored. But then the Bible is also clear that once we're walking in the spirit, it's our job to go to the brothers caught in sin, the sisters caught in sin, and restore them gently. This is in Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. When you catch a brother in sin, don't quote me exactly, but this is the essence of the verse. If you catch a brother in sin, go to him and restore him gently. It's a ministry of restoration, of making things right reconciliation is at the heart of our efforts to correct, not punishment, not a painful thing. And then people will say, well, what about Hebrews chapter 12, where it says discipline is painful? You know, number one, that's not a parenting verse. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, It's a verse to believers, to God's grown children. And it says, you know, sometimes you endure God's discipline. Well, when we're grownups, what does God's discipline look like? It's about our hearts. It's about peeling away the layers of, it's about the remorse and the sorrow and facing the ickiness of our own sin as we look inward and saying, oh, ick, yuck, this hurts to admit that I am a sinner and I'm in need of grace every day. Yeah. And so anyway, that's the framework. Beautiful. Build a strong foundation, connect with your kids, coach them and correct them when needed so that you impart to them a belief system about who they are that is these four messages. You're safe, you're loved no matter what, you're called and capable to do what God built you to do, and you are responsible to make right what you've made wrong. So now my two kids are fighting at the refrigerator for the third time today after I've told them not to. And instead of the goal of getting them to stop doing that, the goal is to help them understand these messages I get down with them quickly. I'm a dad. I don't like to use a lot of words. I'm a dad that doesn't like to use a lot of words. They like to use more. I get down and my niece say, hey, kids, you're still really struggling with this, aren't you? Come here. I love you. Now put the stuff back in the refrigerator. Where's the right stuff? Where's the right place to put the things back? So now I'm moving right into the coach mode. That's right. Now, this is the third time today you've done this. What do you think you need to do in order to learn to make this right? You've taken my time. Do you want to do something extra for me in order to help me get on with my day? Because now I'm over here helping you learn what I think is important for you to learn. How do you want to do? Oh, you're too upset. That's okay. You can take a break over there. You take a break over there. I'll stay in the room with you and keep working. Let me know when you're ready to solve this. You ready yet? Come here. Come on. Come on over here. You ready to solve this? 
Oh, you're not ready yet. That's okay. You can stay there. Oh, you are ready. You want to solve it. Okay, well, can you wait or do you want to get mad again? What do you want to do? Now, there it is, coach. Like this can be three and five. Okay, not many words. I'm here. I'm with you. I'm present. My goal isn't to get you to behave right. My goal is to help you learn these messages. When I make that paradigm shift, when I made that paradigm shift as a dad, when I remembered the paradigm shift I wanted to operate by, I was such a different father. And I was so much more happy with that, pleased with that, satisfied with that. And so were the people around me. Oh my goodness. So good. Yeah. Well, and you can tell too, after going through everything that you were mentioning that like your big picture goal was to reach their hearts and also to teach them how to control themselves, not to control them. Because I think a lot of what we see of like dads that aren't on the same page as as the mom is they would have wanted to come in and threaten fear and force in there to just put a cap on that. But there would have been no connection or intention of connection to their heart the kids would have maybe complied like the lab rats which i think that was an amazing visual for me because it's like you know we often say like through physical pain and punishment or rewards you know are you trying to raise a robot and i like what you were saying about the rats it's like there's no intention of connecting with their hearts and there's no intention of actually being with them or coming alongside of them as they go through something. It's Mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to be here with you. I don't care about your heart. You either do this or you're going to get physically hurt. Or on the flip side, if you do this, I'm going to give you this reward just to kind of get me out of the situation and not actually have a vulnerable moment to connect with you. Or I don't have time to do that. Yeah. Yeah, there's a leadership model that sort of clarifies the difference between transactional engagement and transformational engagement. Transactional is an engagement by which we get stuff done. Typically, there's one parent, and it's usually the dad, not always, but usually the dad, who's just as eager to get stuff done in a hurry. And so we go transactional. But then there's transformational. Transformational can be simple, but it's simplicity on the far side of complexity. Have you ever heard that phrase before? Oh, I like that. So once upon a time, Justice Oliver Wendell Holmes, who was a chief justice in the Supreme Court, made this famous quote, and you can look it up, for the simplicity on the near side of complexity, I would not give a plug nickel. (laughs) For the simplicity on the far side of complexity, I'd give my right arm. And, you know, we really believe what God has given Lynn and me is a way of looking at parenting that is simplicity on the far side of complexity because it still begs us to go deep. Right. But we can grow into it. We can act on these ideas quickly, effectively, efficiently. We can pay attention to what was helpful, what was not. We can pay attention to how our hearts were during the process. And we can debrief after discipline scenarios, not based on did it work right now to get my child to do what I wanted them to do, although it may have, but on did it communicate to them the messages of God's grace and truth that I want them to get from me and that I want them to grow up believing are true about themselves forever after they're gone from here. And so then we debrief that way. So we go to the transformational layer instead of to the transactional layer. Now, sometimes transactional layer is important and we do need to just be efficient and effective quickly now. But I have to tell you, I'm necessarily proud of this. Actually, I am proud of this. My daughter's getting married this weekend. Nice. And I watch her health in relationship with a young man who respects her, loves her so deeply and so fully. And it's, I mean, it's really just kind of an amazing thing to watch. Not perfect, but, you know, she got there through this. So there's a long-term, like this is the long-term outcome. And the story isn't over yet. But a few years ago, I asked her, I said, Bethany, we were driving one day and she'd been helping us on a video project. And I thought this would be a good time to kind of get some pats on the back from my daughter. Okay. So I said, so Bethany, what did I do best as a dad? Not kidding you. She didn't hesitate. And she said, dad, you apologized well. And at first I was like, you know, cause I did a lot of fun things. I was intentional. I brought light <laughs> situations. We were creative. We made mountains out of molehills. We didn't have a lot of money, so we were, you know, super creative in how we did family fun and involved the kid. I mean, I thought, you know, she could have named any of those things, right? 
dad, you apologize well, which obviously meant she remembered that I screwed up enough to apologize. <laughs> remember that. Oh, yeah. And at first I was like, oh, boy. It's not the answer I was hoping for. But then as I started to think about it and we started to talk about it, I realized, you know what? It's really by our humility that we gain our biggest influence. And we coined a phrase out of that. It's a parent's humility that is our greatest currency for influence in our kids' lives. And so wow. when I missed the mark of the goals I'd set for myself as a parent to build a strong foundation, to connect, to coach, and to correct, communicating these four messages, you're safe with me, you're loved no matter what, you're called and capable to do what God built you to do, and you're responsible to make right what you've made wrong. When I missed the mark, which is another way of saying when I sinned against my kids or yeah. my wife, because I had named this set of goals, and we'd even talked about it as a family, it was usually pretty immediately apparent to me. And I could go and say, you know what, that wasn't the dad I want to be. I'm sorry, will you forgive me? On occasion, my heart stayed hard and I didn't recognize, but because we talked about these four simple ideas with our kids, and this is the kind of parents we want to be and family we want to have, they would say, dad, you didn't connect. Dad, I <laughs> feel safe with you. <sighs> You're right. I'm so sorry. Can I have a do-over? Can I do this again? And rewind nice. it. So that's the stuff that we put this course together to help parents steep in and tell lots of stories. And it's just these four ideas run over and over and over again in practical ways so that Parents who want to get it quick can get it quick. You got to go through the eight sessions. Yeah. <laughs> but we hear lots of stories of transformation coming out of this course that, oh. that, that just encourage us to keep doing what we're doing and get the word out and get it in as many hands as we can. Yes. And we are so fired up to support you in that mission, Jim. So tell listeners about the course. and. Yeah tell them when it starts, I'm going to make sure I do everything possible to get this podcast episode published before it goes live. So families yeah. can go ahead and register if they want. And I know we have a coupon code too. So tell them yeah. all about it. There's a coupon code that you use through the Fresh Start Family site, and it'll take you to the Connected Families site. Uh, the yeah. course is an eight session course, basically just an introduction to this framework and then going into depth to teach these ideas and share stories of parents' experience with them. And each session is built kind of to be used for small groups where there's about a half hour of video content and then, you know, some question and answer stuff built alongside it. So, you know, it's about an hour of time per session and then some homework between sessions, just a little bit. It's interactive. So when we do this with the whole cohort in the Connected Families community, bunch of people will be jumping on and there's they talk to each other and our moderators engage and encourage people along the way a little bit here and there. We're available to answer questions that people have to clarify things along the way. The course is a suggested donation amount of just $119, which we're told is way too cheap, but we just want it to yeah. be as accessible as it can be for as many as it can be. And we raise money over here so that the people in the cohort, even if they can't afford 119, can get a scholarship and enroll in the course. And it's super easy, non-invasive. So, I mean, that's kind of the gist of it. It begins in early October. I think the technical beginning date is launch date is October 6th. But once people register, they can begin even before that. And we take registrations. Yeah, we close the doors a little bit after October 6th. I don't remember exactly when, maybe October 9th or 10th or something for the cool. people who really want to squeak in. Yeah. And then once you finish the course, you're eligible to be part of a community we call the DTC alumni group, which is an interactive group of people who help each other and a forum where they ask questions, you know, much like what you do on your Facebook page. It's very oriented toward the principles of the course. I love it, you guys. So discipline that connects, go get registered for this course. And I know we as a community my girls that work for me, we are going to be going through the course with you, Jim, and we are going to be having our own support system also within our Jesus Guided Parenting course. So I've decided that anybody who wants to register for the Discipline That Connects course will also yeah. get the Jesus Guided Parenting course for free. And then they're welcome to come get supported. Um, we're going to have four sessions within our Jesus Guided Parenting group as an additional resource for them. So we're just really that? excited. We love what you're doing. We love your ministry. We love what God is doing through you yeah. and Lynn. And we just are so grateful for your hearts and for your hard work and yeah. for your dedication. Well, and turn the tables. Likewise, 
you know, to see a couple getting in the trenches together to do this work is just so, so important and so needed. And there's so many parents who are just looking, 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 and the more places they have to find access to God's grace for parenting, the better. So kudos to you too. And thank you also for your diligence, hard work, and, you know, just your sort of effervescent (laughs) way. And uh, uh, come on, it's like... (laughs) It's the Christian parenting Oprah, I think, coming up here. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm going to leave dads with just two things. And it's like, if you think this is a weak work, it is absolutely not. You will come out stronger with such a wonderful foundation under your feet. Just dive in. And if you feared at all that you and your spouse are on the different pages or this is actually driving you in different directions, I'd say reframe that and ask yourself, what if this actually brings us closer? Because Wendy and I, through all of this and this journey, we are so much closer. We're closer together with our kids. I would say, kick that thought to the curb and dive in. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Jim. Thank you, Jim. Fantastic. See you next time. Bye. For links and more information about everything we talked about in today's episode, head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash 60. Well, hey there, families. I want to take a moment to encourage you to go check out the Fresh Start Family Shop. You can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash recommend, or you can just head to the website freshstartfamilyonline.com and click the shop page on the upper navigation bar. This shop has a compilation of all of my favorite books and resources for parents who are actively learning about positive parenting and wanting to implement the strategies and curriculum into their home. I also have all of our courses that we offer here at Fresh Start Family on that page so you can easily learn about ways you can step into a formal online education program with Fresh Start Family. We even have our new firm and kind parent blueprint over there, which is a super affordable $27 program that will teach you four steps to setting firm limits and sticking to them consistently with your kids. So they will cooperate more and listen better without you having to rely on fear, force, bribery, and rewards. So without further ado, go check that out, families. For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day. All right, listeners, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. As we wrap up here, don't forget to DM me the word shift or head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free discipline quick start learning bundle. You'll get immediate access to download our extensive learning guide where I'll share five ways you can ditch the old school hand-me-down punishment mindset beliefs and thoughts that are causing you to react like a volcano instead of respond like the firm, kind, respectful teacher you are at your core. And then you'll also get immediate access to my on-demand workshop where I'll teach you our three core Fresh Start family strategies that make up a strong, compassionate, discipline toolkit, as well as my favorite logical consequences that not only work with kids of all ages, but do wonders to unite you with your child and strengthen your relationship, even in your kids' worst moments. So pop on over to Instagram right now and just shoot me a DM with the word shift and I'll send you a personal link to download that bundle right away. Or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to get access immediately. All right. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you inside that free bundle and also inside the next episode.